Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session where we saw stocks rally sharply in the final few minutes of trade. So rallying today, but still at a lot of volatility remains. And you are on mute. That's what I get for going on mute. Uh, it was a wild day, but uh, ultimately we closed higher. It's you know, investors should be taking this uh, a little bit easy on, in this current environment, but we should take a look at Meta platforms, Fortinet and Boeing, which did show some positive action during the session. All right. We will take a closer look at those three stocks. But first, let's analyze the major indexes and provide a little bit of color uh, about what you said, Ed, in terms of taking it easy. You'll give us the scoop here because the Nasdaq <laughs> finished today up 2.1%, so a strong gain after uh, an upside reversal in yesterday's session. We also had the S&P 500 up 1.7%. The Russell uh, with a gain of about 1.6% headed into the final few minutes of trade. The Dow did lag, but still up about 1.1% today. So we are seeing a lot of volatility in the market right now, but we are seeing an attempted reversal of the trend. So now with the NASDAQ uh, seeing a two-day win streak, closing near session highs today, trying to get back above uh, some key moving averages there. But we're on day two here of an attempted yeah. rally. Day two of an attempted rally on the NASDAQ, uh, the S&P and Dow probably day one. Uh, this was a nice move. It actually, we closed up, as you say, 2.1%. And so it was a really strong finish. It was a strong open, uh, solid gain during the morning, then faded quite a bit, um, especially on the Dow and S&P and, and, and bank stocks. Came on in the last 40 minutes or so. So pretty good, strong action here. Got back above the 50-day and 200-day line. So uh, the NASDAQ, which obviously has a lot less bank exposure uh, than, than, than the other indexes, Definitely had a, a decent day here after the upside reversal, but it's very volatile. I mean, you could there were some big swings intraday. Uh, it's hard to know. We're still not still not comfortable. We'll look at other things. It's still not cl clear if we're out of the woods yet on banks. And even if we are, then that creates a whole bunch of things. Well, if bank stocks are no longer an issue, then bond yields will rise and Fed rate hike expectations will come back up, which, mind you, we'd much rather have Fed rate hikes than a bank collapse. So uh, I'm not, right. you know, so, but it's just that it's not, it, there's just so many things in flux. It's not clear, uh, you know, how to, it's, it's hard to know where the edge is. Yes, if stocks keep on rallying, you know, if you own stocks, you'll be happy, but it's it's hard to gain footing in, in this environment where things can really swing like full percentage points in just a matter of in minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does make the current environment pretty tricky when we seem to be at a delicate place where if you're just looking at the technicals alone, if we see another day of strength, arguably, we'd be getting aggressive entries ed maybe this was this is just a, a big a big shakeout right if we're just looking at the technicals alone um but you have to put everything else into perspective as well because maybe you know early on in a rally attempt there are certain situations where one might feel more comfortable getting more aggressive early on versus right now, it, it seems like you could make a move, but you should probably be a little bit, a, a little bit cautious about doing so. 
Yeah, I'm really cautious about things. I mean, it's a little bit like a situation where you almost get into a car accident or like or that moment, that moment where you think you might get into an accident. It's like, oh, my goodness, everything could go. I could die. Da, da, da. And then you don't. And it's like oh, so everything's perfectly fine. And so you maybe that's what the market will do. OK, oh, everything's back to normal. Let's go. But you don't know. I mean, it's just this it's just it's just a wild time where it can just the, the flip from good to bad is just so extreme. It's not, oh, the Fed may raise rates by another quarter point. This is just the 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 extreme between a positive outcome and bad outcome are just much more magnified right now. Mm -hmm. So if traders did want to uh, place directional bets based on tomorrow's action, I guess, then it then it comes down to scenario analysis of what we could see on the positive side, which is something that I've outlined, clearing an aggressive trend line, getting back above the 21 day line. So it seems like that's the upside scenario. But uh, what if we turn tail again, Ed, that is that is another scenario that could unfold and and at the very least underscores the heightened volatility that seems like it could remain for a while. Yeah. And if and if we did reverse lower, especially if it's a bank led sell off, if there's real concerns that the banks are really going to be in a lot more trouble on a much more broader scale, that could have a devastating effect on the economy. And so there's all sorts of things like from the 2007-2009 crisis, you just have to be thinking about it. If you do take trades, you'd be thinking about them as short-term, thinking about taking very short-term profits uh, because it could all zip around very quickly. Yeah, and uh, setting a stop that makes sense, like maybe if we do get a strong day tomorrow uh, at the low of today's trade, perhaps might make sense. But of course, you have to factor in what's your position size, what uh, percentage of your portfolio is at risk, look at the, look at the dollar risk there. Also look at the uh, percentage risk for the trade and different levels that make sense there. All right, let's quickly take a look at the other major indexes. Here is the S&P, which uh, looks like it's coming right back up to that 200 day line. And we know in the past that has been a pretty difficult hurdle for the S&P to clear. So that's something to keep in mind here. Yeah, the S&P and the Dow basically hit resistance at the 200-day line today. Um, you know, Dow a little bit further off, but, you know, possibly here. And uh, so we'll just have to have to see if they can get that. And then there's other hurdles. You know, they have the 50-day line. They have the 21, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things to get through. Yes. And small caps have been uh, getting demolished lately, an oversold bounce here today. So trying to recover, but a lot of ground to make up here on the small cap front as well. Let's check in on the 10-year yield, getting a bounce after hit, getting hit very hard in the last couple of days, still down for the week, but finding support at the 40-week line here. Your thoughts on the wild action that we're seeing here? Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, SVB Financial got in trouble in part because it bought too many long, long-term treasuries and it wasn't matched well with its, with its deposits. Uh, but yeah, it's just there's this massive safe haven flow, but then if the banks, if, if you think that the banks are gonna be okay, then there'll be a massive flow out you know, if you if you know betting on bonds and treasuries right now is basically a bet one way or the other on are we going to be in a major crisis or is it all going to be okay? It's it's 
and you know big 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 swings and you know you can expect that with with stocks and bonds uh probably for the next several days Mm-hmm. And we also want to take a look at XLF and KRE because they too bounced today, but uh, only making up a little bit of the ground and still closing well off highs. XLF up less than 2.1%, uh, still down for the week. And this comes after a decline of 8.5% last week. KRE hit even harder, of course, last week down 16% still down 10% for the week with a couple of uh, days of trade left. I think this is a, a pretty disappointing fade into the close here for regional banks, Said, Yeah, there were some great moves early on in the regional banks. And they really, and unlike the major indexes, which peaked in late morning and then bounced late in the day, this one peaked basically right at the open mm-hmm. and really didn't bounce. If you could call up WAL, W-A-L, this was uh-huh. one of the most disappointing. There was a zone like this one was up, uh, I think, 50 percent at one point. And it actually was down double digits late in the day before it did bounce again. This has swung between 40 and seven and a half, basically, in the last two sessions. I mean, that's just crazy. That's a bank stock. I mean, uh, so that's the kind of volatility KRE is, you know, is what you're seeing in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty stunning uh, to to look at there. Okay, let's also take a look at chip stocks because this area is quite the bright spot right now. Amid the turmoil, we have the SMH ETF up 3% today in some solid volume. It looks like it's approaching a potential trend line entry, but arguably already actionable with a bounce off of the 50-day line accompanied by some volume. Yeah, this one, I can see why people would do this, something like this, because it's hasn't been hit that hard by the crisis. And you could imagine that if things got better, this would could, would be leading again. So there might be a pretty decent risk reward. Still a lot of risk. But yeah, chips definitely look uh, really strong. There's some big high flyers, but there's a lot of other names that are sort of, in, you know, middle of the road that are looking like SMH here, looking solid here. Mm-hmm. Now let's take a look at some individual names. We've got Meta. Who knew, Ed, that we would be focusing on a buy point for the Facebook parent, which was just looking so terrible uh, in 2022, but now some life coming into the social media giant uh, with a, a strong rally off of its lows. Uh, accentuated by a big gap up on earnings. It was able to hold up a lot of that move, finding support at those shorter term moving averages and a solid move today up over 7% heavy volume. We've, we've seen some nice blue volume spikes as of late. So this stock arguably actionable today as well. Yeah, you have that trend line, you know, that you sort of pointed there. We could do it from there. You could do it from the top of the base. You could do it from just do a sideways. So any, however you do it, it was above that. I mean, it was all pretty close. So this bounce, they, they announced new layoffs, which honestly had been people knew were coming, it seemed like. But still, that was news. Uh, they had done another layoffs, you know, in November. And just the fact that Zuckerberg is switching towards boosting profits as opposed to spending like crazy like he was doing for much of last year, Uh really shifting things around. This was the best close since June. Uh, So all of a sudden, this is now 
a, a big cap leader when it was the clear laggard last year. So yeah, it definitely was actionable today. It's it's how far is it above the ten week line? It seems like maybe like nine well, percent. Let's see. Uh, now it's yeah. almost 15%. Yeah, I think earlier in the day when it was first crossing that, that trend line was probably the best time to do it. But, you know, it's within that base. It's it's still actionable. It's mm -hmm. just... 9% uh, above the 21 day. So if you wanted to use that low as an area to get out, that could In which case sense. you want to size your position because that is getting to be a pretty sizable decline at that point. But relative strength line, a lot of things are looking really positive on this uh, improving profit picture. So, uh, you know, definitely one. This was added to Swing Trader today, I believe. And uh, and I, I can understand why. Yeah. And it uh, seems like investors are focused on this return to growth here that's uh, projected in the next couple of years. Let's also discuss Boeing, ticker BA. Not a super strong finish here today, but still up 1.9% for the day. So hitting a little bit of resistance at these converging moving averages. So Ed, if uh, we can see Boeing follow up tomorrow with another day of gains and get a good close, would this stock be worth taking a closer look at? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. They had a sort of, it just barely undercut recent lows yesterday and bounce back. Uh, after this week, it's supposed, it should have, I, I believe it should have a flat base on a weekly chart. I know it doesn't seem that long, but it would actually be long enough on a weekly base, uh, basis for that. You got that downtrend line. So I think if it got above today's high or, or above that short-term high from a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, either way you want to use it, it'd still be pretty close to the 50-day line. That would be a way to go. But you can see here it is. Everything was going well, and then the market faded. And this one didn't really bounce back. That's again, you just don't know. Uh, it did have positive news. It's going to sell a bunch of uh, more Dreamliners to uh, a couple of Saudi airlines. They've racked up a lot of orders in the past several months. You can see how much the stock has rallied. So it's it's taken a pause here, but uh, definitely one to be watching uh, if this market can can gain its footing. Okay. And in the security software space, let's take a look at Fortinet. This is ticker FTNT. We've talked about group Pierre Palo Alto recently, flashing relative strength. Fortinet is as well an upside reversal at the 21-day line yesterday, today adding on another 2.7%. Not seeing overwhelmingly strong volume by any means, but it did have that big uptick in volume, Ed. Uh, at the beginning of the year, especially on that big earnings gap. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some positive volume. There hasn't been a lot of bad volume in the last several weeks either. But yeah, just mm -hmm. so, but it held support of the 21-day line, sort of undercut yesterday the lows of, you know, last, like it got to about a one-month low and rebounded higher back above the 21-day. If we can get above last week's high, it would probably be, you could see that as an early entry there. Not that it would be that much of an early entry. You can sort of treat this as sort of a handle to a consolidation that goes back to say June or April, uh, there was resistance. I think back in June, uh, a right or just above 63. So it, you know, if it uh, gets above that, it would be clearing a long-term area there. So that would be something. And it may, it may also may form just a flat base. It could just, you know, need to. It would need like another week and a half for that. So this is just showing its strength here. The RS line isn't at a new high, but it's getting up there. It just needs a little bit more and it would get above those June levels. So mm -hmm. uh, this, again, this is where there's a stocks to watch. Like this is one to watch. So maybe this will fade away again. I mean, it, it, you know, so that's the thing, you know, you don't actually need to 
to act now. It's day one or two of a rally attempt. You don't need to go, uh, you know, get, you know, it hasn't really proved itself. Bad markets can have good days. So, but this is one, if it does, you know, if the market continues to show strength and this power is higher, hopefully on higher volume, this would be one to consider. Yeah. All right. Well, circling back to the market briefly before we go, Ed, when we're talking about rally attempts and uh, thinking about when to wade back in, looking for a follow through day is the next step. So we want to see a strong gain in volume heavier than the prior session. In very rare circumstances, this can happen on day three of a rally attempt, but typically on day four or later. So what should investors be thinking about in terms of where the market could head from here? Honestly, it could go a lot of places and it could go a lot of places pretty quickly. And I think that there's really, I mean, I, you know, there's just scenarios and you just have to remember that the, the, the scenarios are outsized right now. I think the trend line of the 21 day line that you're talking about is definitely something to watch, but you could go above that and fade off. I mean, don't get too excited by a strong open or even a strong day. Uh, I think the thing is, it's to prepare, get those watch lists ready. If we do steady and it could be that we very quickly we really do get confident in the bank stocks again not just for five minutes but for a day a week you know then then maybe things will you know we can really uh move again so that would be what you'd be watching for but uh i think you wait for that more positive signs rather than try to to uh preemptively uh guess that it will Sounds like a plan, Ed. Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back with more tomorrow morning on IABD Live. We hope you join us, investors.com slash IABD Live for all the details there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.